You're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today, we're discussing chapters 58 and 59. Also, I'm just going to make a, a announcement reminder that we, a couple episodes ago, two episodes ago, I think, <laughs> we announced that we're going to have a mid-series special towards the end of October. I can't remember exactly what day we're recording right now, but... <laughs> so we're going to do, like, a summary of the series and where we're at so far, and also like a Q&A if people want to ask us questions about Rupa or about us or about whatever about podcasting so we have a couple of questions already Woo! and okay. you can send <laughs> yay I know someone is listening like someone is some people are caught up to what's <laughs> happening right now someone put sent an ask in recently that was about episode like 19 and I was like oh okay I guess I better announce <laughs> this again <laughs> so so yeah send us questions I will also post the thing on Tumblr you can send us things to our Tumblr which is stay together podcast yeah, stay together podcast on tumblr.com. Okay, I'm not crazy. I just had a moment where I was like, is that what it is? And then uh, stay together pod on Twitter. You can send us a DM. You can send an email to stay together podcast at gmail.com. And just let us know if you want it to be like for the kind of mid series special or if you just have like a question, question. Yeah, I don't know. That's all. Mm-hmm. Send us your questions. We got some. We'll talk about them. It's going to be a good time. We look forward to your letters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, good. So, like I said, we're going to talk about 58 and 59 today. We're going to do our summary and then discussion and then spoiler discussion like we always do. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> Chapter 58 opens at the beach. So we're back to the beach. <laughs> what? Really? It's not one of your famous misunderstandings? Hiro asks someone over a cell phone that's bedazzled with a Mogeta charm. And we see Kisa and Toru in the background exchanging a confused look. Okay, I get it. And try not to fall down, Hiro says and then hangs up. Kisa asks what's wrong, and Hiro says it's his mom. She's pregnant. She thought that she had a cold and went for a checkup. It turns out she's pregnant. She's oblivious as usual. Hiro adds. <laughs> it's like today on, I didn't know that I was pregnant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I thought I had a cold. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Congratulations. That's wonderful. You'll have to think of a name, Kisa says. And Toru is like, I'm sure the baby will be just as cute as you are, Hiro-san. And Hiro's like, will you two stop acting like it's my child being born? <laughs> Congratulations, Shigure says, fanning himself with a fan that's labeled with a little dog. <laughs> Kanji. Satsuki-san, so young, he says, and Hiro's like, that's my mom you're talking about. Sheesh, I wish people would show more sympathy for her adolescent son. <laughs> it's good news. You should be happy for her, Shigure says. Kisa asks if Shigure is going to swim, and he says that he's busy admiring swimsuits, so Hiro drags Kisa away angrily while Toru is. <laughs> Kisa's hero of Auntie Satsuki is happy. And he says that she's bouncing off the walls, but he's worried that something might happen to her. Oh no, she really might fall. She's the type of person who really would do something not so funny, he worries. And Kisa is like, I get the feeling you'll be a caring older brother, Hiro-chan. <laughs> Back where we left them, Shigure and Toru talk about the baby. Toru says it's wonderful, and then says that the other kids went out shopping. And Shigure suggests that, um, because they're alone, maybe they should take the opportunity to have a date. But before anything nefarious can happen, the boys return. It's no good, Sensei Haru says. You're an adult. You must exercise self-control. Omiji is like, want some ice cream? And then we see a tiny chibi panel of Shigure eating a popsicle after Kyo and Yuki threaten him, or whatever, with their threatening looks. <laughs> Later, all the kids walk through the woods, or I guess like in the back behind the house or something. It's a little hard to tell. The topic of conversation, of course, is the recent news about Hiro's mom. He'll be an older brother that doesn't quite fit, Yuki says. And Haru's like, it never does. Ayani, as an older brother, doesn't fit either. And Yuki is like, right, right, you don't have to remind me. <laughs> Momiji wonders if the baby will be a boy or a girl. Though, if it's a girl, of course, Hiro won't be able to hug her. But the baby definitely won't be possessed by a vengeful spirit. So it won't make its mama sad, he says. And Toru looks concerned as Haru explains that because all of the Junishi are alive, 
right now. No other children will be born possessed by the Zodiac. It's nice, people having children because they want children, Yuki says. Toru looks down, sort of forlorn, and thinks, It's at times like these I realize how much pain these people live with, having been born possessed by vengeful spirits. But Hiro's mama was fine when Hiro was born, right? Omiji asks. And one of the others, like maybe Haru, I can't tell, because it's just like an ambiguous speech bubble, <laughs> says that when Hiro turned out to be the ram, she burst out, I love sheep! Quite a mother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Haru, because I'm pretty sure Yuki wouldn't know that, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's also wonderful. It's like one of my favorite things. <laughs> I wonder what Yuki-kun's parents are like, and Kyokun's and everyone else's, Toru thinks. It's a world I can't tread rashly into. Luigi asks Toru if everything is okay. Is the watermelon that she's carrying too heavy? And she says no, but it comes they did buy a lot. And Luigi says that's because there has to be a watermelon smashing tournament. To which Kyo and Yuki and Hiro are like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> to celebrate Hiro's mama having a baby, he explains. <laughs> Haru says it's kind of tacky and Yuki says he probably just came up with it right that second. And Hiro is like, would someone please realize that I'm not happy and that celebrating isn't going to make things better? <laughs> <laughs> I like how sassy Hero is about the whole situation. <laughs> Yuki asks, where are the sticks and blindfolds uh, for this game? And Haru is like, what? And then smashes the watermelon with his hand like it's no big deal. And is like, go for it, Hero. It'll be a great story for when you're a big brother. <laughs> <laughs> Tor says that she'll do her best to smash one in celebration. And she says, I've done it once before, but of course that time I had a stick and a blindfold. But there are different kinds of rules, aren't there? And then Yuki is like, no, you were doing it right before. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun, she says, especially when M but then freezes and remembers Hiro chastising her for only talking about her mother and finishes her sentence hesitantly, M mounted police officer. And they're like, mounted police officer? Or maybe, Toru thinks, panicking, I've already spoken about my mother so much that I've, I've been insensitive. That's right, without knowing anything about everyone else's parents, I might have hurt them so much. Why... Why am I just realizing such an important thing right now? It's too late. And then she apologizes to the world. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Momiji is like, was the mounted police officer fun? And Toru's like, very much so. And Yuki is like, what are you talking about? I got Momiji's just like, all right, we'll go with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either he's being nice or he doesn't know what it is. I suspect that he yeah. doesn't know what it is. Because the others yeah. are like, what are you talking yeah. about? Either way, it's funny. Because he's just like, yes. okay. <laughs> Hiro face palms and thinks she really is being overly cautious about what she's saying, and Kyo looks suspicious. Anyway, Toru says, in celebration of Hiro-san's baby, and he's like, it's not my baby. And Toru, <laughs> she says, Toru Honda will humbly smash the watermelon. And you can Kyo are like, wait, are you serious? But before they can stop her, she smacks the watermelon with her fist with a <laughs> gong sound. In the next panel, we see her arms shaking and tears are dripping down her face, and she says, C congratulations, which is <laughs> <Just> amazing. <laughs> <laughs> And Yuki and Kyo are like, what What did you think was going to happen? I can't remember exactly what they say. I like Kyo's, Kyo's line. It's like, are you crying because you couldn't break it or because your hand hurts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're both like got this like horrified, like they're halfway through trying to stop her, but didn't make it. Yes. The Their arms are like hovering over the watermelon like they yeah. couldn't stop her. <laughs> I love how her hand is like shaking. Yeah. Kisa is like, I'll do my best to celebrate. And Hero is like, I'm begging you to stop. <laughs> Mumiji is like, oh yeah, if you throw it, you can break it safely and easily. And Hiro is like, you're taking away the whole point of the game. And then they all start to bicker, as children do. <laughs> we transition to later, and Haru and Yuki clean up the watermelon mess, I guess. And Haru says that when he was little, he thought that if you swallowed watermelon seeds, then they would grow in, in his stomach. Which, in an author's note, Takaya also said that she thought, <laughs> which is so cute. 
He asks where the kids are, and it turns out they're all inside asleep on the floor, Momiji included. <laughs> and Yuki watches through the window as Toru covers them with a blanket, smiling a soft smile. Yuki remembers his childhood. Every day, he narrates, and then we see him as a baby baby. In a pitch dark room, I would listen to, the, to pitch dark words. My mother and father wouldn't come. Neither would Nissan. In the dark room, what I imagined, what I wanted. In the present, he continues to watch Toru, who pats Momiji on the head after throwing the blanket over them. And then Kyo comes in, and she raises her finger to her lips to tell him to be quiet. Yuki turns away. Later, I'm going to take a walk, he says to Haru. Yuki, Haru says, it's a test. Yuki simply waves and leaves. Inside, Kyo talks to Toru. They comment on the kids sleeping, and then Kyo says, Kyo really did say something, didn't he? And she's like, eh. And he's like, it bothers me that you don't speak your mind. Back then you were going to say something, weren't you? Um, Toru says, but I thought I might hurt you. Me? Get hurt? What do you mean? And she's like, ah. And he's like, out with it. <laughs> she looks nervous and then says, Kyokun, may I ask you about your parents? Huh? I thought we had talked about it, he says. My real father and I are cut off from each other. I haven't seen him in years. And my mother was killed by... And then he stops himself and looks away. His expression darkened. Was killed in an accident, he says. It happened when I was four or five. Toru looks deeply concerned and taken aback and thinks, killed. Ah, oh, I get it, Kyo says, clearly not noticing how taken aback she is by what he said. What are you worrying for? Your mother and our parents have nothing to do with each other. I mean, you worrying about the stuff makes me more pissed off. Toru's like, eh, ah. So you smashed watermelons with your mom, huh? He says, and she tells him about the time um, that she was talking about before. She was little, and she and her mom smashed a watermelon outside their apartment. She kept missing, and her mom broke a flower pot that belonged to the building manager, so they had to take the game inside, and her mom ended up smashing the altar with her dad's photo and stuff in it. <laughs> we see all this happening in Toru's memory. Kyoko smiles, and in the end, they broke the watermelon and they ate it together. It was, Toru says, looking down, and then looking up like she's lost in thought. Kyo looks over at her. It was fun, he says. She smiles a bright smile and says, yes, it was fun. And they both smile. Outside, Shigeru reads, and Atori arrives, fully suited, in the middle of the summer. <laughs> I guess he's not worried about making Shigeru feel hot looking at him or whatever. That's <laughs> where I'm taking this fanfic. I mean, what? <laughs> you need to stop meddling other people's lives, Hattori says, and chastises Shigeru for putting ideas into Okito's head about coming to the beach and for what he pulled with Shiraki, as he calls her in the last chapter we read. Instead of calling her Mayu. He's not calling her Mayu yet, or whatever. <laughs> Great teacher Mayuko. Great teacher Mayuko. And Shigeru is like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, and Shigeru asks if you know who came. Oh, I was going to make a Voldemort joke and I forgot. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> asks if you know who came. And Atori explains that that's why he's here. And that he's not the only one that Akito brought. So we cut away to Yuki on his walk. He stops dead in his tracks when he sees Kureno, the dope that Uo has a crush on. <laughs> and Yuki wonders what he's doing here. And we cut back to Shigeru and Hitori. Shigeru says that he didn't expect Hito to bring Kureno as well. Think a little more about Yuki and Kyo and Honda-kun, Hitori says. Stop trying to stir things up. If you push too hard, you'll break things. Break, Shigeru says, looking evil. <laughs> I have a hard time describing him other that expression yeah. other than his evil like, face. like instead of trying to describe his expressions, you're just like Shigeru in evil mode. Saying. Basically, <laughs> it's the same expression every time. It's like <laughs> conniving. Maybe that's a way to yeah, describe it. Scheming, sinister. I think I said in the first one. Maybe the first time mm -hmm. we talked about it. Sinister, <laughs> plotting, scheming. Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah. There's nothing left to break, is there? So if I don't stir things up, I can't get my desired results. 
It's a test. We see the same narration that we transition back to Yuki, who has run into Akito. Hello there, Yuki. Are you alone as usual? Such a lonely boy, Akito says. Yuki looks scared, and then we end on the narration in order to fight on. And that's the end of chapter 58. Dun, dun. <laughs> Which is a good end. If I was reading that as it was coming out in like Hanato Yume, I'd be like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. What's going to happen now? We have to wait like three weeks or whatever. <laughs> chapter 59 opens with Yuki saying, or thinking, I want to believe that my hopes aren't for nothing. I want to believe that there's really more to life than darkness. Just like even if I'm felted with rain, I know the sun will come again. We see Akito in the present close the distance between he and Yuki while Kareno stands to the side. Akito smiles a snide smile, and Yuki looks scared. That described that face, <laughs> just not Shigure's. No matter how much I'm knocked down by pain, kindness has continued to fall down on me ever since that day, Yuki thinks, remembering when he gave Toru the hat as a child. Always. Back at the beach house... Hiro and Momiji rub their eyes because they've been woken up by Shigure, who announces that to the gang that Akito has come and will be staying in the guest house on the property, and everyone needs to go and say hi. Toru worries about Yuki, who hasn't returned from his walk yet, and Haru says that he's out. Shigure says that he can visit Akito later. Don't tell me you're going to make Toru go too, Kyo grumps, and Shigure says no. Today's just for relatives. We see Kisa looking relieved. Um, they all leave Toru and Kyo to take care of the house together, and Toru thinks... Even at times like this, everyone but Kyokun, the cat. Hey, I'm telling you not to worry about it, Kyo says, sensing her feels without her needing to say anything. <laughs> the cat is never invited. The gang all take off and Toru looks upset. Suddenly it felt as if the fire had gone out, she thinks, as if everyone's mood had grown heavy. I bet he came here just to throw cold water on everything, Kyo says. Akito has always been like that. He enjoys sneering at people. Akito-san really does weigh heavily on everyone's hearts, Toru thinks, especially for Kyokun and Yuki-kun. Yuki-kun. R- roar she shouts and Kyo is like roar there's <laughs> no reason for me to get depressed right I can't get depressed I have to be cheerful and lively right Toru says and Kyo's like I really don't get it but calm down <laughs> he sighs and she suggests that they make something to eat and he says that he wants pancakes and that he's never had them before and she's like they're sweet is that okay and he's like what they're sweet it's like Kyo <laughs> I was like what the fuck but then I remember that he didn't know what a train was until he was like six yeah. and lived with, with uh, Shisha so I guess it's fine he doesn't know what pancakes are <laughs> They all smile and Toru thinks, we'll wait for your return, everyone. Outside, Kisa and Hiro hold hands, and he asks if she's okay. She says she is, but wonders why Akito came all of a sudden. He won't do anything to Onechan, will he? She says, like hitting her. I'm really worried about that. Hiro looks down and we see what looks like a one-panel like flashback to Kisa in the hospital after Akito hurt her. Momiji looks back and sees the two of them walking together, quietly worrying. Everyone's so depressed, he says. Akito did come without warning. I wonder if Yuki would be alright with seeing him. Worry about yourself, Haru says. Akito doesn't like you. I'm fine, I'm used to it, he says in his usual bubbly way. But, Momiji says, looking a little sad, and imagining Toru holding a watermelon chunk and smiling, I, don't, I do want to go back soon. Inside the guesthouse, Shigure finds Tori and says that they've all come. Also, the guesthouse is gigantic, as a side note. Yeah. I guess, like, on a giant house, you have a giant guesthouse, but whatever. Hattori <laughs> says that he came back, that Akito came back from a walk and the heat has put him in a bad mood. Shigure brings up again how weird it is that Akito brought Kureno, since he won't usually let the Junichi see him much. Maybe Akito gets nervous without him near, Hattori says, and Shigure is like, nervous? Did Rensan make a pass at him or something? And Hattori's like, don't say that, which is forbidden. <laughs> Shigure, Akito says, now that they're kind of like nearby or in the room. I think Shigure comes through the door partway through this conversation, but whatever. How long are you two going to be whispering? I thought I told you that when you arrive, you're to come straight to me always, Akito says. Shigure says that he brought everyone, and Akito says, You're late. Idiots should do what idiots can to be quicker. You're completely right. I apologize, Shigure says, smiling, the fakest smile that I've ever seen. (laughs) 
Akito shoots Kureno away, saying that he doesn't need to see everyone. Hitori kneels beside Akito, who kind of, like, hugs him or holds him and asks um, why he doesn't let everyone see Kureno once in a while. Why, Akito says, it's not necessary. More importantly, I met with Yuki earlier, Akito says. Shigure and Hitori look concerned. Hitori more so than Shigure, who kind of looks like his interest has peaked, but <laughs> not super concerned. He was out walking all by himself, so I let him talk to me, Akito says. Well, that was kind of you, Shigure says, and Akito continues. Of course, I'm always thinking of Yuki. I gently admonished him and told him not to fill his head with its silly ideas. He looked like he had received a, a tremendous shock. He's probably off crying somewhere about it now. It's so like Yuki. We see Akito laughing, like almost like cackling hysterically. And Akito says, he really is an idiot. He should just come back to me. He should be so lucky that I give him so much attention. A boring guy like him. Hattori looks uncomfortable as Akito continues to snicker. Shigure suggests that Akito go and see everyone else. And Akito says that he's right and adds, don't go home without asking me. To which Shigure replies, of course I won't. After Akito leaves, Shigure asks if Hattori is mad. The silence is scaring me, Shigure says. No, Hattori says, I don't know what you're up to, Shigure, but if there's a chance that it will change things, any myth is preferable to doing nothing, like me. What? Shigure says, shaking him. At a time like this, Hattori is supposed to give me a stern lecture. And Hattori is like, I won't. <laughs> you're just too kind, Hasan, and I'm just conniving and not at all nice, right? Shigure says, and Hattori is like, are you talking about merits or faults? And Shigure is like, I'm only stating facts. Mm-hmm. And Yuki isn't the closed up little boy that he used to be, Shigure says, looking serious. Now then, the fool who is making the biggest misunderstanding is who? In the other room, Akito greets Hiro, Kisa, Momiji, and Haru smiling, but the atmosphere is quite dark, as we can see from like the shading in the panel. Welcome, Akito says. Thank you for coming. I'm so happy. And with perhaps the most off-putting smile in the whole series so so far, Akito says, I love you all. We cut back to the beach house, and Kyo and Toru sit together. The sun is setting, so Toru wonders if uh, they're staying at the other, whatever, guest house for dinner. She asks if Kyo knows the number, the phone number to check on them, but of course he doesn't. So she makes the next best decision, which is to go outside and check on them. <laughs> Even though I know that getting depressed won't do any good, I really am getting nervous, she thinks, walking through the woods toward the guest house, I guess. I don't know. It must be very rude to Akito-san to think like this, but when I met Akito-san before, Yuki-kun was really very frightened, and Yuki-kun hasn't come back from his walk yet. She looks down. I wonder if you already want to see him. Ah, what am I supposed to do in a situation like this? She wonders. And she ends up running into Yuki, who asks her what's wrong. Yuki-kun, thank goodness I was able to see you, she says, and she comes over to him with a teary tup-tup-tup sound effect. (laughs) He asks if she's okay, and she asks what he's doing. He says he was just taking a walk and suggests they go back because the sun is setting. Toru wonders if he's seen Akito yet and wonders if she should tell him that Akito is here. She looks up and sees a shooting star in the sky and she grabs Yuki's shirt, like tugs on his shirt sleeve, and points up. It's a shooting star! Look, another one! Did you see it? She smiles, and he says, yeah. Wasn't it pretty? She asks, and Yuki smiles again, looking at her. Actually, Yuki says, I might have known all along in the corner of my mind what would happen if I opened the lid. Toru remembers him talking about the lid the other day while he was laying on the couch with his fever from being out in the sun (laughs) and swimming. What I have to do, what I should do, it's so simple, Yuki says. Maybe it's difficult because it's simple. Did you open the lid? She asks. He looks over at her and smiles, a small smile. Thanks to Akito, he says. Thank you for always listening to me. Thank you for always accepting my weakness, he says. Thank you, he thinks, again remembering the time that he led Toru home as a child, for not forgetting the memory of a day long, long ago. I was very happy to be able to save you when you were lost. I've been taught to think that I'm a boring person, but that day, at that time, just for a moment, you made me a necessity. 
You can't understand how incredibly happy that made me. You don't know, do you? He says out loud. It was always me that was being saved. You always shared your kindness, he thinks, your warmth, your happiness, sparing nothing. And he remembers the time when they met, Toru asking to still be friends with her if her memories are erased, and getting his attention looking at the shooting stars in the sky just now. You continue to shower me with them, he thinks. That's why I won't lose, he says. I'll keep going forward. I can go on believing, I'm sure of it. He looks down, kind of like, we see his bangs covering his face. But why, Toru asks, do you seem so sad? Yuki looks rueful. It comes in close and he holds her shoulders. Because you are like that sky, he thinks. He kisses her forehead, then starts to cry and rests his head on her shoulder. Because I feel it so much it breaks my heart. I love you. And that's the end of chapter 59. Oh my god. Oh my god. Can you imagine reading that and then waiting a month yeah. for the next chapter to come out? <laughs> you just pick up your like magazine and just throw it across the room. Yeah. <laughs> what? How dare you? Yeah. Oh, it's a good one. So good. <laughs> Just gives you the shivers inside. Oh, so many things happened. But no damage to Shigeru's house. <laughs> Just because <Yeah. laughs> no one's there yet right now. Yeah, it's very safe. There could, If they'd been at Shigeru's house, there would have been a like watermelon smashing incident, probably. Yeah. I do think that maybe Hattori stopped there and like threw a rock through the pa- paper <laughs> doors maybe on the way. <laughs> He's just like, fuck you, Shigeru. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> like, <threw a> rock <laughs> through. <laughs> this is what you get for trying to spice up my love life <laughs> Michan probably left a like you know suicide note yeah. and stuff you know I'm too busy with night school for this <laughs> Mike goes to teacher in night school so it's gonna be awkward right yeah <laughs> is that a joke do we even do we make that joke in the non-spoilers I forget <laughs> I don't know <laughs> well now they know it's fine <laughs> Those are some good chapters, some sweet beach times. This is exactly what needs to happen at a beach. If you want to shake things up in your life, you have to go to a beach trip with all your friends and your like love interests. That's how it works, right? <laughs> you never know what will happen or who will confess to whom. It's like Jersey Shore. I wish, yeah. I wish we had a culture of uh, smashing watermelons, though. That would be. We can do whatever we want. You want to go smash, water- smash watermelon? We can do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did look up videos of people. The thing, the actual, first of all, I looked this up on Wikipedia and there's like official, there's official rules, quote unquote, as listed by Wikipedia from the <laughs> Japan Suikawari Association, which apparently was established in the 90s, I guess, but then like doesn't exist anymore. But oh, that's sad. Do you want me to read the rules <laughs> to you? I was set to send in my application. It has to be a, a well-ripened domestic watermelon, though, so I guess you have to play in Japan. <laughs> anyway. I think my exposure, first exposure to that concept was from Hey You Pikachu. <laughs> really? Yeah. Where there was, like, one of the mini-game things. You, you tried to get Pikachu to smash the watermelon That's on the beach with his friends, which was really hard because the voice controls didn't work very well. <laughs> right, hey you Pikachu. right. <laughs> I mean, I still had a lot of fun with that game, but it was definitely not great. (laughs) It's not a game that I had. That was an N64 game, right? Yeah. Yeah. The youth of today don't know, I bet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) These are the things we suffer with. They didn't have to suffer with polygons like we did. But yeah, there's a level where Pikachu smashes a watermelon. (laughs) Very good. I think my first exposure to it was probably this. Mm -hmm. It's a good time. Anyway, yeah, sure, we smash watermelon is what I'm trying to tell you. But are you going to smash it with your fist? This is... (laughs) I'm going to pick it up and throw it. Okay. So we learned we learned a bunch of things. Hero's mom is having a baby. This is exciting for everybody except for Hero. Yeah. <laughs> so Hero will have a little brother or sister. Also, Toru is still reacting in these chapters to Hero commenting about her mom all the time. 
and a lot of this focused on like Yuki's feels. And Akito, of course, has come to stir things up. Yep. Yep. Do you wanna you wanna go first with your <laughs> discussion topics? Um, I didn't shimmy my shoulders this time. I just <laughs> used my voice. I'm learning how to use the medium of sound. <laughs> it's only taken thirty episodes. Oh, this is our thirtieth episode. <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> Did you know, because of all the anime ones, I know we break, we've made over 50 episodes in total, though. So oh, my God. There's a shit ton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's exciting. All right. I want to start by talking about the scene where they're all talking about the baby. Okay. Because, like, you know, that starts Toru thinking her whole thing about everyone's parents, but, like, mm-hmm. you do get some interesting... There's a lot of comments. Yeah, comments from everybody. Yes. You obviously get the really sad one for from Momiji. <laughs> it's like, well, then it's mama won't be sad. It's like, yeah. oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, right in the feels. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And also, like, how, like, he's obviously, like, really likes how accepting Hero's mom was mm-hmm. in general. It's like, he brings up, it's like, Hero's mom was fine when Hero was born. And then, like, when he, uh, whoever says something about her saying the I love sheep I love thing, sheep. you'd also get a little bubble from Mimiji that's like, isn't, like, isn't she the greatest or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's very charming. I, I edited yeah. some things out of this stuff to Yeah, which forward. is sweet, but very sad. Yes. <laughs> like, Mobiji heroes want to just adopt a Mobiji. <laughs> yeah, have the other kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you also get. I don't know if it's ever been stated fully, but confirmation that all the Zodiac members are currently living, and you can't have another one yeah. right now. And it is like new information for sure that you can only have one at a time. Mm-hmm. There can only be one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and all of them exist. Yeah, all of them are yeah. left, as we learned. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you also get Yuki's little comment with just a little smile that says, it's nice people giving birth because they want children, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, we <laughs> saw how strained his relationship was with his, mm-hmm. his mother before, like, maybe that factors into that, mm-hmm. saying that, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, when he said that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, although he didn't make any comments in that scene, we also get a little bit from Kyo talking about his parents. Mm. Yeah, later. Yeah. Which, There's a lot of parent talk in this one. Yep. I like I like how he starts off that scene when like she asks about his parents and he's just like, Oh, I thought we already talked about it. Like it's not like he was like keeping it hidden from her. He just mm-hmm. <laughs> like they talk about so much, I guess, that he just assumed they'd already had that discussion. The whole scene is actually really great because mm-hmm. first of all, he's like, Oh, I know he said something. So he like knows something is up. Mm-hmm. So now he's following up. And then he's like, it pissed me off when you don't get to say whatever you want or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um so like first of all it's really sweet. And then she's like I thought I might hurt you. And he's like, why would you hurt me? You know, like, mm-hmm. it's like, like as if that thought never occurred to him. And yeah. then um, like how he like immediately picks up on what the issue is too. When he starts talking about yeah. so like then his he... own parents, he's like, Oh, I get it. So <laughs> he's, like, is... he's like, Oh, I get it. This is stupid. Yeah. yeah basically. <laughs> and he is kind of like awkward. Like there's a moment where he pauses and then he kind of like changes what he's mm-hmm. going to say or whatever. Yeah. Right. So it is not comfortable, but he mm-hmm. tells her about it. And Toru he yeah. kind of, like, he says that, and it's awkward, but he doesn't really notice how much Toru's taken aback by it, I think, actually. Mm-hmm. We see, like, a really clear panel of her kind of, like, surprised and thinking, like, oh, she was killed yeah. or whatever. But then he's like, oh, I get it. <laughs> You're worried mm-hmm. about this thing for nothing. Like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. Um, Which is great. Yeah. yeah. It's cute how he, like, encourages her to... Tell the story. Tell the stories. It's like, the, like so you smash them all around with your mom, huh? And then mm-hmm. at the end, he's like, it was fun. And she's like, yes, yeah, it was, was fun. fun. Yeah. yeah, she. that's another really interesting point, mm-hmm. I think, is when she, she tells the story and then she pauses for, like, a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something about it that's very also awkward beyond, I think, what is happening where she's worried about talking about her parents in front of the Junishi. Mm-hmm. 
there's something that's awkward about it for Toru and she pauses and then he's like it it was fun and he's she's like yeah it was fun like mm-hmm. it's really interesting he kind of like snaps her out of it too the yeah. whole little exchange between them is really great he really encourages yeah. her to to express herself without mm-hmm. being concerned about what other people yeah. are gonna, gonna feel and mm-hmm. um and kind of helps her feel better about it maybe too which is nice yeah and it's kind of a running theme with them where they like yeah. encourage each other to just like be honest and talk about their, their worries and concerns and yeah, they want to eat Everything. meals together and, like, share their yeah. feelings, their worries and concerns. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. It's nice. Mm-hmm. And it was very, like, casual, which is cool. Yeah. And then we have Yuki outside being, like, really envious of that, which is also interesting, mm-hmm. I think. I think that kind of, I think this, I can't remember, but I think this kind of wraps up that whole, at least for the moment, the whole thing started by Hero. Yeah, because then mm-hmm. she's able to kind of talk about her feels. I don't know, yeah. actually. I haven't. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, exciting, and then I didn't look ahead to the next chapter. It's just yeah. like, I'm going to save her this for a week yeah. or like, whatever. I more, <laughs> yeah, I know more parent stuff comes up later, but I think as far as, like, this particular thing that was stirred up by Hero's comments. Yeah, I guess when Akito comes up, really, like, throws a wrench and everything yeah. else, all the other mm-hmm. developments that are happening, it all kind of becomes focused on, like, what's going on with Akito, actually, after yeah. this. So mm-hmm. I think what, that's what's going to happen next time in my yeah. memory. I don't know if that's a spoiler because I don't actually know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so deal with it if that's true. <laughs> yeah. The note, also the note. So I have notes about everything that happens in every chapter, and the next one just says more beach. So it's <laughs> really helpful. Yeah. <laughs> Should we talk about Carino a bit? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Turns out. Oh well, actually, we knew that he's a soma before. Yeah. Well, it was heavily implied. It wasn't. <laughs> you mean because he walked into the like inner gate yeah. and the like maid was like, yeah. where have you been or whatever? <laughs> the yeah. was... It's like yeah, technically it wasn't strictly stated that he was uh, amongst the family, but mm-hmm. now it's pretty, pretty much uh, obvious. Yeah. sold there. Yeah. <laughs> and Shigeru is like, oh, he Akito brought Kareno and like mm-hmm. Yuki sees Kareno first and is like, oh shit, that must mean yeah. Akito is nearby. I guess yeah. like one doesn't go anywhere without the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Usually. So yeah, in Kareno's chapter, we had some you know, implications that he was obviously closely tied with Akito in some way mm-hmm. and had obligations in that fact, in that direction. But yeah, because Akito was stuff like, like, why are you going mm-hmm. out or whatever when he came yeah. back from the convenience store? Yep. But uh, now we're getting people talking about how, like, even the Zodiac members aren't allowed to see him very often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is mysterious. Kareno is there, but he doesn't say anything in this chap- these mm-hmm. chapters. And he barely makes, like, he barely yeah, like, does anything. He's just standing yeah, there. like, when Yuki like, sees him, he's, like, he's like Kareno, and then, like, Kareno just, like, looks at him and then just, like, turns and walks over to Akito, <laughs> I guess, to tell him that Yuki's there. But Maybe. Yeah. Maybe Kareno doesn't know how to people either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, like, when uh, Shigeru and Hattori show up at the guest house where Akito is, Akito, like, immediately sends him off. And they're, and they're like, like, why don't you let him see anyone? He's like, why? He doesn't have to. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> yeah. It's really bizarre. Yeah, so. Yeah, that was interesting. So there's, like, someone even we, more isolated yeah. than the rest yeah. of the the rest of the Junishi and Kyo. Like, yeah. there's a person who's not allowed to see anyone. Like, it's very interesting. Like, what's up yeah, with that? Yeah, because, like, we, you know, we see that, like, Akito keeps the, the Junishi isolated from the outside world. Definitely. But... Karina's even isolated from the, the Junichi. So. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And he's never been to a convenience store, so he probably doesn't go out either. So, like, what is the yeah. deal with him? Like, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So it is rare that he gets the opportunity to go out. The times that he met with uh, Uo must have been super rare then. Yeah. Yeah. Is that all we can say about Karina for now? Probably. I think so. That's, like, literally all he did. He yeah. was there. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, definitely worth <laughs> talking about. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the fact that he was like conspicuously told to go away mm-hmm. is worth talking about yeah, for sure. Like obviously he doesn't say anything or protest or mm-hmm. yeah, he just doesn't anything at all. So yeah, he's not like yo Yuki, what up? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just is quiet and does whatever. And then mm-hmm. also Yuki, it's not like he defended Yuki or anything like that. Like he just mm-hmm. stood yeah. there. Yeah, the panel and. Where you've got Yuki, obviously, or you got Akito, obviously, you know, saying Akito things to Yuki, and yes. you see just, like, Kareno turned Soft facing away yeah, behind them. So. It seems like he's very ambivalent about the whole situation. Yeah. Or resigned, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Akito? Is that a good segue to talk about Akito? Yeah, I think that's a good, <laughs> a good segue. <laughs> so, yeah, Akito mm-hmm. makes several appearances. The first one is with Yuki, right? Mm-hmm. So, Yuki, poor Yuki is out on his walk. Already, like, annoyed yeah. from this, like, uh, seeing Toru with the kids, I guess, and with Kyo. Mm-hmm. Specifically with Kyo, not really with the kids. Yeah. Um, and then runs into Akito, and they have an exchange. Yeah. And we don't actually hear what is said We don't said hear there, anything. But, yeah. yeah. It's all Akito. It's but all Yuki's I, uh, inner, inner monologue. Yeah. It's obviously, you know. He looks terrified. somewhat distraught, so. Yes. He doesn't look as scared as the first time, though. Which no, I, it's not I like thought. that, like utter terror no it's that first encounter seems more like he's like um like he does look scared but it kind of like wavers between some other emotions too yeah um it's kind of a like well this is a fucking day yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it does seem a little bit like uh like there's a little bit of this like yeah so he sees akito and he looks sort of like he grimaces then he has just kind of a serious face then he looks scared and then he looks sad. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of what yeah. happens based on yeah. whatever Akito said. Like, maybe it's just, like, I don't know, like, the same feeling. I mean, I don't know. It's probably just, like, yeah. he's trying so hard to overcome all his feelings and then someone comes yeah. back. Yeah. And, it's like, he keeps talking about how, like, he's heard, like, like these, like, dark words said so many times. Like, mm-hmm. it might be like he's almost, like, like sort of becoming aware that it's kind of the same old thing mm-hmm. every time. and. <laughs> Yeah, he's, well, now he has another perspective. I mean, like, when Akito yeah. isolates him and the others, it, it you know, like, they only have that one perspective on the world. Now that he's, like, mm-hmm. he's mentioned in this chapter specifically about how much Tor's influence in his life has helped him to, like, mm-hmm. grow and recognize that there is something to be hopeful for. Yeah. Um, Like, that seems like that even started, that idea started forming in him when he was little, when he helped her. Mm-hmm. Right? Um. So now just, to, but probably when Akito comes back, it just brings up all those feelings all over again. He's working so hard to try to like uh, not, I don't know, mm-hmm. not um, be affected by those things. But it's so hard when that person is there, right? Yeah. It seems like he's like kind of frustrated. Actually. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking back at his like, his face. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's already annoyed because of the thing with Kyo, but he does look scared and he does look sort of just like off put. Um, but then he looks kind of, he just looks kind of like sad. Like it doesn't look, it doesn't look scared anymore in the last mm-hmm. one. This is like on the, the page where he's on the top right hand corner. It's like the second page of chapter 59. If anyone else wants yeah. to look at home, it doesn't mm-hmm. look scared. Yeah. It looks more like frustrated or like sad. And then later he doesn't seem, when Toru runs into him later, I mean, he seems like mm-hmm. he's upset about a lot of things, but not necessarily just specifically about that. Like, he doesn't mention that he saw Akito or anything. Yeah. So, well, he does say Akito was the one who changed whatever, whatever, opened the lid for him yeah. or something. And he seems like, at the end of the chapter, he seems more, like, almost determined. Mm-hmm. Like, and he even says, like, 
where she says like did you open Liddy's says thanks to Akito like yeah. like that might have like triggered something determined to feel his feelings like a yeah like triggered a realization maybe uh or something like that it was a catalyst mm-hmm. for getting him to yeah. um I don't know yeah to op- to try to work through all the things that he's feeling I guess mm-hmm I feel like in the the anime episode that we just watched, I don't know if anyone listens to this who isn't watching the anime, but you should if you if you enjoy it. But the last the episode of the anime just aired, and it, for us, we're recording this like later, I guess. But mm-hmm. um, Yuki said that thing like I feel like um, it's about like feeling his emotions without being overwhelmed by them, yeah, or whatever it was. Yeah, exactly. And so I feel like with that in mind, it makes sense. He's opening the lid on all the feelings that he has and trying to like to work through them and. Yeah. actually feel them mm-hmm. so yes to realize that you're in love with someone is overwhelming mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and that you're envious or whatever the fact that yeah anyway yeah it's very mm-hmm. interesting yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah so that was one thing that happened with keto kind of transitioned into talking about yuki which we can talk about later but yeah Akito mm-hmm. also there's a really another really sinister scene of Akito where the uh, shigure and Hattori go to talk to him Mm-hmm. So Akito shoes off Kareno, like we talked about, and dismisses him. But then after, Akito's like, oh yeah, I ran into Yuki, and he's probably off, like, crying somewhere. And you can see, mm-hmm. like, Hattori and Shigure's reactions to that statement, which is yeah. really interesting. Hattori looks genuinely quite concerned. Mm-hmm. And I love how Akito just, like, and by love, I mean it's terrifying how Akito just, mm-hmm. like, ca- like is laughing. Like, it was such mm-hmm. a good time to run into yeah. Yuki and make him feel terrified or whatever. Or what he, what Akito thinks is making him feel a certain way but doesn't seem like that's mm-hmm. the case after yeah it's kind of interesting and shiguri also comments on it shiguri is like well i'm not the one like who's the one who's like an idiot now or whatever i can't remember exactly what yeah. he says when um yeah, but he says like he specifically says like yuki isn't that closed up little boy he used to be mm-hmm. like he knows yuki's not as under akito's thumb as akito would like to think yeah well akito seems <laughs> to think that's for sure yeah yeah so he says yuki isn't the closed up little boy that he used to be as you said and then says, now then, the fool who is making the biggest misunderstanding is who? So that's really mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, it's the... Yeah. Akito seems to think that everything is fine and dandy the way that Akito wants it to be with Yuki. Mm-hmm. But we see later that's, I think, not really the case. I think we get kind of, like, since there's so many somas in one place right now, we get kind mm-hmm. of a nice, like, display of just kind of the casual power Akito holds over them all. Totally. Like, you know, the scene that, like, really got me is, like, when the... The kids are waking up, and he's yeah. telling them they're gonna have to go visit. And like, you see Hero like rubbing his eyes and asking if they need to change clothes mm-hmm. and like all this stuff. It's like, like they're like used to just having a, like you know, get up and jump when Akito says. Basically. Mm-hmm. So also, they ask if Toru has to go and see Akito. Like they're all mm-hmm. really worried about that, especially Kisa. So like, yeah. Kisa doesn't often. I I don't think we've ever seen her be super concerned about Toru. I mean, I yeah. guess she came when she was sick or whatever, but, like, mm-hmm. not like that, where she's like, yeah. I really hope that, that Akito doesn't do anything to Toru. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, just even in that scene where they're asking if Toru has to go, you can see her in the background, like, looking shocked at the idea mm-hmm. and, like, holding her hands by her chest and then sighing in relief when they say they're not, yeah, like, making her go yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's interesting to note that, like, Moiji's like, why is everybody so depressed? Not like, why, but he's like, wow, everybody's so depressed. And then Haru's like, well, you should be more worried about yourself. Like, Akito doesn't like you. And he's just like, I'm used to it. Like, yeah. Which is also, we haven't seen that perspective yet. Or we haven't seen any information about that yet. Akito's relationships Mm -hmm. with everyone. Just really like. Yeah, that's another (laughs) 
sad little thing from yeah. in this chapter. <laughs> so he's not like even accepted it, by yeah. like other people in his family, like the mm-hmm. head of his family. Yeah, super bizarre. Yeah, I it's something that I didn't remember mm-hmm. from the series before. Yeah, and how he starts off like trying to be all like, you know, like happy and nonchalant in that scene. Yeah, but then that like kind of sad look at the end when he's like, I really do want to go back soon. Yeah, and he's like thinking of Toru. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of ship teasy, but yeah. <laughs> You could interpret it multiple ways, I guess. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't want to be with Toru when you yeah. when you have to go visit Akito? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And also, uh, how Akito is just kind of like casually, like possessively draped over Hatori during like yes. that whole scene. Like, yeah, just that kind of. Yeah, Hatori comes in and like kneels down, and then Akito is just like clinging to him, <laughs> and then like laughing about Yuki. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, when Akito goes in and is like, hey, thank you all for coming. Like, I'm so happy. I love you all. I was like, yeah. that's the least genuine thing I've ever seen anybody say yeah. in this series. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's a pretty, like, chilling little scene, too. I mean, everything <laughs> about Akito is chilling. Yeah. But that one in particular, um, <laughs> you're right, is also... <laughs> you woke up these kids from their nap to come and, <laughs> and, and then, like, bring them to this, like, dark, creepy room where Akito is like, oh, I love you all so much. It's like... <laughs> Just to circle back to Yuki a little bit, there's yes. a couple like lines I wanted to like make note of. Okay, let's talk about it. Yeah, one is like the specific line that Akito calls him a boring guy. Yeah, and we had the thing just a few chapters back where Yuki had a whole thing about that exact guy. phrase and everything. Yeah, Kyo was like, didn't Kyo call him boring? Somebody called him boring. And yeah, he I think was really annoyed. Yeah, there's something about like his like popularity or whatever and kisses something about him being just like a normal boring guy or whatever <laughs> yeah that and really he got annoyed uh, by that and <laughs> it seemed to be like annoying but I think he gets like, like yeah he get, obviously got to him because he like yes. gets annoyed in that scene but then he's like i could have told him that like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe that's some, another thing that akito uses so, to yeah i was gonna say which this one helps to imply that that is not the first time he's heard that <laughs> yeah it's true mm-hmm. the other thing i guess it's not really a line but the scene where he's talking about how the day when he helped Toru find her way home as a kid. Mm. And he said, like, at that time, just for a moment, you made me a necessity. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me think of the conversation he had with Ayame. Yeah. Well, like, about there, like, being something that, like, wouldn't be there without him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And something that wouldn't exist without whole, him. Yeah. Obviously, the whole idea of, like, being needed for something by someone. Yes. A, a plant, for example. I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, of course, it calls back to a lot of those things that mm-hmm. he's been. It's been building up to now. Yeah, but specifically, I think that scene with Yame in the garden is the mm-hmm. one that also kind of like shows that desire of his the strongest. Yeah, I mean, I guess another thing that we could talk about that Yuki says is the fact that he's so he finally tells Toru about some of the things that he's been thinking. Mm-hmm. He finally opened the the lid, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lid is open. The lid is open. <laughs> and um but I mean it's still really or at least it's starting to get open. It's cracked. <laughs> it's yeah, I think he started twisting it open. Yeah, but it's he's, like... uh, he, he's he's tapped it against the counter a few times and run under some hot water and now he's got it cracked, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still not open all the way. Because it's still really vague a lot of the stuff that he says that he's like what I have to do, mm-hmm. what I should do or whatever. And yeah. then he does but he says thank you for all these things, um, you know, for also listening to him, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he thinks, I love you at the end, which is yeah, so exciting. So we finally mm-hmm. got that reveal. That's a pretty intimate little scene there, too. You get, like, a forehead kiss and mm-hmm. him, like, leaning on her shoulder there. Yeah, it was very, like, sweet. It's so, um, 
like this is the kind of thing that you do with someone that you really care about not someone that you're just like infatuated with like yeah he mm-hmm. kisses her forehead he and he rests his head on her shoulder it's the second time that he rests his head on her mm-hmm. also right yeah he did in that this one with kisa right so yeah but yeah i know Whenever there's, like, any physical contact... Also, I noticed immediately when Hiro and Kisa were holding hands earlier, mm-hmm. too, in a different part of the chapter, I was like, oh, because there's so little physical contact between anyone because of, uh, I guess, because of the curse, but probably yeah. other stuff, too, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's also in the... Yeah, I noticed, too, because there's also, like, in the panel where they're leaving to go see Akito, you can see mm-hmm. Momiji's, like, got his hand on Kisa's shoulder... Like mm-hmm. they're like like almost kind of like guiding her out and everything. So yeah, yeah I always noticed the little like touches between characters. But yeah, the yes. hand holding was really cute. <laughs> the hand holding is cute, and then this scene is very intimate. You're right. Yeah, he really um really breaks down at the end. So mm-hmm. yeah, and I don't think I noticed in like previous reads of this chapter that he actually does start crying. Yeah, and... I don't. Yeah, I don't remember, but it mm-hmm. definitely struck me this time. Yeah. It is intimate. Yuki's really growing as a person. You can finally mm-hmm. like um, open up to other people, and like he says, he want like he says he wanted to. So yeah, we're seeing it now. I wonder what it is about Akito that like spurred him to do that, but mm-hmm. maybe that's a spoiler discussion. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it is kind of like it seems like it's Akito thinks this is the same old thing. Yeah, and you kind of get like. I don't know if this exact thing was the intention, but Shigeri is talking about like stirring things up because there's like nowhere else to go, mm-hmm. and getting Akito to come to the beach house was one of those things he was doing. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that Akito would be a catalyst for something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's yeah. true. And even like Akito was like, "Oh, Akito likes to come and like sneer at people," but I mean, it's like you know, Akito likes to do like seems to like to stir things up with people or what Akito thinks mm-hmm. is stirring things up like coming yeah. in like I don't think like so much stir things up I think Akito likes to uh, reassert his dominance mm-hmm. so yes. it's sort of the opposite <laughs> of stir things up like, yeah instead of changing things it's like the same old yeah, <laughs> yeah. like remind them that uh, by the way I still have all the power over you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but it seems to not be working so much not with working as well yeah. yeah or any of them really but because they're all mm-hmm. like, I want to go back to like hang out with Toru. Yeah, yeah. yeah think that's probably a new thing there. And like, I'm sure in previous meetings they've been like, I don't want to be here. But now they're specifically like, I don't want to be here because I want to be with Tor- this other yeah. person. <laughs> yeah, probably this is starting to happen. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, I, can we talk about Hattori? Sure. He makes kind of like a minor <laughs> appearance, but I think some things he says are also really interesting. Like he's like, you need to think of like Kyo and Yuki and like Toru more mm-hmm. or whatever. Shigure. So they had their yeah. like same deal that they always have where. He's like, well, I'm not, I don't approve of you doing this thing, but I'm not doing anything. So I guess you, yeah. I'm okay with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. To Shigure. Yeah. And then, of course, and like the other thing is that happens is like, uh, Shigure to Hattori is like, okay, I don't know why he brought Karino. Like twice, he mm-hmm. says it. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of emphasis on that. I don't know if it was just like just to remind you or something, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, he says, brings it up with Hattori multiple times. And yeah. Tori's like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you causing trouble? <laughs> yeah. And Tori's like, just drop it, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and also, oh, yeah. And Shigure said, um, what did Ren, ma- Ren-san make a pass at Kareno? Um, mm-hmm. So that was an interesting thing to say. And Tori was like, don't bring it up, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this is the first time we heard about anybody named Ren. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's e- literally everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like. <laughs> I think that's everything that I wanted to talk about. 
I feel like we kind of talked about these things, but any big themes that we can really point to that are coming through here? Akito's a dick. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. I feel like that's well established. <laughs> I think it's really interesting that it's the same old. We have this like breaking out of the same old. Um, I mean, we've talked about it a thousand times, but of course, like change is a big theme. So we have yeah. that happening here. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, I guess we have, like, the family stuff again, because it came up, but I'm not really sure, like, what is it? It was a lot of, like, objective facts about people's parents not being around or whatever, but, um... Yeah. I guess being, like, accepted by your family. There's a couple of things that alluded to that, because there's, like, Momiji... Akito isn't... doesn't like Momiji, apparently. Mm -hmm. And then we had, like, the story about, um, when Hiro was born, when he turned into a sheep, his mother was like, I love sheep, so... Mm -hmm. Um, so we had those things... Is love a theme? I mean, <laughs> it's kind of interesting that it's a romance comedy. It is. That's what they say. <laughs> Still not convinced it's a comedy, but although we laugh a lot, so I guess it must be. There is like a really interesting, I guess, like comparison between a couple of things. So there's a couple people that actually say like, "I love whatever," "I love you," all. So there's like, Hero's mom being like, "I love, I love sheep." There's also like, mm-hmm. um. When Akito, Akito is like, thank you for coming, love you all. And at the end, there's this contrast with, I guess, Yuki being like, I I love you to Toru. I don't know if that's a contrast, but it's kind of like this theme, this like thing that's running through the the series where there's kind of like Akito being like, I love you and using that as almost like a power tactic. And then Yuki mm-hmm. being like, I love you. And it's like about being accepted by Toru for like who he is, right? Like yeah. he loves that she... That she has always listened to him and, and, and I don't know, whatever, whatever it is that he says. <laughs> so you have like a complete, these, the same kind of like language, but used in a completely different way, um, which is kind of an interesting contrast between the two, between those relationships. Yeah. I think it's starting to set up this contrast between Akito and Toru, which is already clearly very, I mean, it's getting set up here, right? Where they're like, I want to go back to Toru. She's someone who loves and accepts us versus like having to go to this person who controls everyone with, like, power, um, trying to, mm-hmm. um, rather than acceptance, so. I think that's what's happening, maybe. Yeah, okay, that's all I have to say, though, without <laughs> talking about spoilers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's good. This was a good, these were good chapters. Ugh. Mm-hmm. So we're getting into it. Okay, next time we're going to talk about chapters, what are we talking about, 58 and 59? Next time we're going to talk about chapters, uh, 16 61. So it'll be more mm-hmm. beach time. According mm-hmm. to my notes. <laughs> um, if you have questions and comments or stuff, you can always send us a thing on Tumblr or send us something on Twitter or email. Um, make sure you send questions for the mid-series special. And I don't know. As always, thank you for listening to us. I never remember how to like wrap up the thing or start it, <laughs> frankly. So <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. We'll see you all next time. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, we're back to talk about spoilers. <sighs> I feel like there's so many things that we could say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the first one I have is Yuki's uh, people having children because they want them. Yes. Comment. <laughs> yes. Which, um, even I don't think we've gotten the illusions yet, but I don't think it's ever fully stated. But it seems to be implied that uh, his parents just kind of wanted Zodiac children for the prestige seems like well they had yeah. ayame and then they that didn't work out super well but 
<laughs> I guess it was somewhat prestigious, so yeah. Maybe they decided. Maybe he thinks that they decided to have more children because of that or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they like did they deliberately try to have another child because they to try and have another zodiac child yeah, or know. like because they don't seem to particularly like either <laughs> children that they have. No, so. it definitely doesn't seem like that's the case. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We I don't think it's ever really revealed, but that does seem yeah. like it seems like. In Yuki's case, that's definitely what happened. Yeah, yeah. But either way, it seems like at least his mom. I don't think we ever see their dad. I don't think so. Um, yeah, at least the, their mother does not seem to particularly enjoy being a mother or nope. having kids. So <laughs> nope, doesn't seem like. Yeah. So obviously not the reason she had children. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting. But it's interesting <laughs> that he would say that. Yeah, it definitely alludes to something about them for sure. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even without the like intent of his parents, obviously he's felt very neglected and unwanted by <laughs> yes. his parents. He directly so. commented on that in one of these chapters yeah. too. He's like, mm-hmm. my parents never came, and neither did Ayame. Yeah. It's like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my next line is it says motherly Toru. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, That's a good yeah. spoiler. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny, like. I can understand why the, like, shippers would have been annoyed by the whole he sees Toru as a mother figure through the first time, but there's yeah. really a lot of groundwork laid on that. Definitely. Whole concept. Definitely. <laughs> so, I think this is one of the strongest ones where he's, like, watching her. Yeah, when he says that later, I was like, oh, yeah, like, probably because mm-hmm. of this time. Yeah. Like, it definitely feels like, so it's interesting because, like, you have, she does, she she covers him all with a blanket and, like, you know, like, ruffles Momiji's hair, but then Kyo walks in, and then mm-hmm. Yuki leaves, so you could kind of look at it as either way, like, he's, he kind of, like, wishes that she would take care of him, which is kind mm-hmm. of what's implied by some of their other earlier interaction, like, um, or not wishes, maybe, but, like, is that that's something that he was looking for in a person, and has found that mm-hmm. with her, I guess. Like, in the scene with Kisa, he does the same thing, she's taking care of Kisa, and he's like, oh, let me, like, yeah. rest my head here for a bit. I feel like that was also mm-hmm. clarified by the anime a little bit, but like, um, yeah. So when you have Kyo walking in, then you could interpret it as him being like jealous of, uh, or like mm-hmm. envious of her relationship with Kyo. Cause they clearly have this very yeah. like natural sort of, um, like friendship and kind of mutually supportive relationship that even Yuki, mm-hmm. I think is deforming at this point, which is part of what yeah. makes him <laughs> lock the, <laughs> close the lid tight or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's even like when he finally like talks about it all in a couple volumes i think yeah he even yeah, talks about like the kind of like like feeling awkward about it like his feelings contrasted with kyo's feelings mm-hmm. and everything yeah um but yeah it makes a pretty blatant like you know it's we have the start of that scene where she's putting the blanket over them mm-hmm. and then it cuts to his little like flashback talking about how like his family wouldn't come and he's just yeah. like in the dark room what, what i wanted. wanted and then goes back to her like you know taking care of the kids and yeah. everything so yeah, I think it's, I agree yeah. with you. I think it's, like, pretty clearly set up. Yeah. If you look, go and look back. I'm sure the shippers were mm-hmm. mad, but whatever. Yeah. You know, <laughs> shippers are always mad. That's how it is. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's always going to end mad, end the story mad when there's a ship. Yeah. <laughs> and we say that as people who have been shippers. Yeah, exactly. So we've, we, yeah. we've been mad. We're currently shippers, I feel like. Yes. But, but we've definitely been mad. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I don't think we really get mad anymore. But... No, I'm just like, fine. Well, that's what fanfic is for. Yeah. 
all that Hugo award-winning fanfic. I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like, yeah, we have any Hugo award winners in the audience oh, tonight? Oh, I'm 100% <laughs> sure that there are. <laughs> I was I was like, going to text you and be like, maybe I should put this, is, this podcast is hosted by two Hugo award winning authors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I don't know. I swear my fanfiction used to be on AO3, but it's not anymore for some reason. So maybe they change it. Maybe they delete it or something. I don't know. But I don't know why they would do that. So maybe I just never uploaded it. At least one Hugo Award-winning author. <laughs> well, you're still uh, on the on the site. I have an so, account. You know, Does that you, count? Yeah. <laughs> you contributed to the award. If I post a fanfic, does that still count? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Retroactively. Yeah. It's okay. It's not like anybody's name on it. I can do what I want. I do have an account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yes. Yeah. And then, of course, later we're going to get um, we're going to get Hero's little sister. So exciting. Yeah. I love it when she's around. Yeah. It's a cute little, uh, little character development helper for Hero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A huge one. Cause then of course the, mm-hmm. he, the curse breaks for him, which is also really interesting. Yeah. That seems really sweet. It's very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I love how <laughs> unrelated to that. I love how this whole time he's like, why does no one care about my feelings? <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. It's like typical. Queen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all about you. But even this is like it's he's already like much more mild about his yeah. annoyingness than he used to be. He's just being more like sarcastic, like, um, I, I'm not celebrating. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, why are you guys celebrating? Also, it's um there was a scene, I guess we didn't really talk about it in the non spoilers, but there's a scene where he's like he like recognizes that Toru's being um like obfuscating mm-hmm. what she wants to say and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and it was internal, like yeah. he just thought it. He didn't say anything. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So being more aware of other people's internal lives. <laughs> yeah, and he asks Kisa if she's okay and stuff like that too. But mm-hmm. I mean, I guess he knows what her deal is. But yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's nice, good. I think mm-hmm. you didn't we say the beach arc is good development for Hero. I feel like you said that a couple yeah, episodes ago. A, yeah, yeah, it's good I agree for with you. So. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna mm-hmm. be a good time. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, what's next on your list? <laughs> All right, <laughs> item number three. Is... <laughs> <laughs> Did you number them in your list? <laughs> Well, it's a bullet point bullet pointed okay. list. So, <laughs> uh, the next one I have says Momiji and Akito. Okay, yes. So I don't think they get a ton of like interaction in this series, other than in this, this like, these chapters. Yeah, in this in the big chapter, but like, so you kind of get this thing where he says, or Haru says that Akito doesn't like him. Momiji says he's used to it. So yeah, it seems like it's uh, well established. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you get their little confrontation. At- toward the end of the beach arc yep. which um it's interesting how Mobiji like approaches it like he's trying to be like you know like calm and kind like he's not being like he's like trying to like talk to Akito like a person in that scene mm-hmm. where he's like he's like what are you mad about tell him like mm-hmm. <laughs> and Akito's like no whatever you're yeah. all terrible and I hate you yes yeah um and then I don't think they interact until like the very end of the series when after Mobiji's curse breaks and yeah. then like the very very end it's kind of like whatever yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah i think you're right and i think mm-hmm. but they're all kind of interesting interactions and they all have like momiji kind of approaching akito the same way like each time mm-hmm. like akito um, momiji tries to be like a normal person talking to another yeah, person like he tries to like yeah like kind of like reason with akito like in a normal conversation mm-hmm. each time mm-hmm. and like in the beach arc he's obviously like 
there's obviously a lot of fear there on Momiji's end. Yes. Yeah. And the result is like Akito is always freaking out on the other side of that yeah. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like, I didn't really think about it until this time. It's like, Akito doesn't like Momiji. Mm-hmm. Like, in retrospect, it's like, okay, yeah, I see that. <laughs> but I didn't yeah. really mm-hmm. think about it that deeply till this time. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, you're right. I think you said when we were talking earlier that it's sad. It's like, yes, it is sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like completely rejected by his family and, like, and also the, you know, like, the god of the Zodiac. So, like, so one person yeah. you're supposed to have this, like, intense bond with and Akita doesn't mm-hmm. really like him that much either. So it's like he's rejected by everyone who he should have, like, yeah. a strong relationship with. So then, of course, he mm-hmm. wants to run back to Toru. So Yeah. I was going to say, and, yeah, I do think the, the beach arc is where we start to get more of like Momidi's feelings for Toru starting to yeah. show themselves. I was just going to say I really I'm surprised that there hasn't been more foreshadowing of that until Mm-mm. now. Even yeah. all these times where he's like let's go to the beach, I rented this house, blah, blah 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 and then he's like how do you catch stag beetles? Like it's kind of a mm-hmm. I, I don't know, like I thought there was mm-hmm. going to be more like foreshadowing of it. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like oh there's finally a nim- there's finally something where he's like mm-hmm. I want to go I kind of want to go home too and he thinks of of Toru. Yeah. So Mhm. Yeah, I think, like, when I read through it in earlier time, the part that made me go, like, I could ship that mm-hmm. is, like, the end of the beach arc with their little scene together, so... Yeah, for sure. This is kind of when it starts to, like, become more of a thing. Mm-hmm. I think Momichi's always, like, had those feelings, but I think they become mm-hmm. more, like, serious feelings after the beach arc, yeah. so... Yeah, I think it was, moment. like, it started off as more of, like, a, you know, little kind of cute little infatuation kind of thing, mm-hmm. but... She's like, Toru is cute. Yeah. <laughs> I kissed her before I knew, <laughs> like, before we yeah. introduced ourselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But now it's starting to become more, like, real feelings. Yeah. What, number four? <laughs> <laughs> number four is first mention of Ren. Yes! <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that person. That's right. I should probably throw that yeah. into this discussion. <laughs> yes. I was like, ooh. Mm-hmm. ooh. Yeah. I like how Shigeru is like, what, did Ren make a pass at Kareno? Which, first of all, is hilarious, but second yeah. is like, ah, it's really interesting that that came up now. Like, Hattori's like, don't bring that up, you idiot. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Shigeru is, or Hattori is definitely the, I like how Shigeru is like, this is the time when you give me a stern lecture. And he's like, I'm not going to. But it's like, oh, he did, though. He just said, don't talk about Ren and don't, yeah. yeah. So funny. He's like, mm-hmm. stop bringing, stop stirring things up and shaking things up and, and asking the questions. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. First mention of Ren. Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we get a little more of mention of her in the beach arc too. I think there's like someone like calls and says that like Ren's making a fuss at the main house or something and Akito like throws a little fit or something. But, <laughs> but yeah, we don't get much detail on Ren for a while. For sure. <laughs> yeah. But it's coming. Mm-hmm. So I guess at this point, like, Shigure's probably already had his, like, relationship with her or whatever. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Yeah, I think so. But I would imagine mm-hmm. that based on his comment. Mm-hmm. I like how yeah. Akito is like, don't leave without telling me or whatever and stuff like that, too. Like, Akito thinks that yeah. he can, or that's that, Akito thinks that she can control what Shigure does, too, which is really interesting. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, well, you're deluded if you think that that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think even Shigure controls the Shigure does. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Except for when he's setting up other people's, like, love lives yes. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> kind of going along with that. My next bullet point just says Carino. <laughs> <laughs> Your notes are very succinct, and I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. It's usually, like, just a rem- enough to remind me to talk about this. Yes. So, yeah. That is good. It's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Carino. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we got all his, like, isolation and... Yes. Everyone being shocked that he's there in this chapter. Mm-hmm. And him just, Which... like, being there and saying nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that he's there and saying nothing. I feel like it makes it even weirder that he's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely, like, a very weird scenario, like, even without the people acting surprised. Like, yeah. I think it especially helps to see Yuki acting surprised. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like, Katori and Chiguri are all like, oh, we've got our whole inner workings of the main house stuff going on in the background. Yeah. But Yuki being there, I was like, Karina, what are you doing here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> And then Karina just says nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something about that I find intriguing. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I like, I don't know. I mean, it's not intriguing because I kind of know the deal, but like, mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, the fact that Karina just doesn't respond to like anything like Karino mm-hmm. doesn't respond to Akito being being creepy to Yuki and then doesn't respond to Akito being just like Akito's like okay leave Karino and then he just leaves mm-hmm. yeah especially considering that like I mean we did see like that he has feelings right like yeah I mean he mm-hmm. he at least was like embarrassed and tried to you know convey some yeah. feelings to Uo before so mm-hmm. not super successfully yeah, it's, but... yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting because we see like we get good demonstration of this power of the in this chapter of the power Akito holds over everyone, yeah. which is obviously like you know part of the curse thing. Yes, but Karina is not actually under that influence no. anymore, which is also so it's a very it's a different kind of power that <laughs> Akito asserts over Karina, yeah. which is guilt question mark. Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, which is pretty interesting. And Karina is just yeah. very like a such a I don't know very doormat yeah doormat <laughs> some people don't like him he's this subordinate <laughs> to akito can you use that as yeah. an adjective yeah <laughs> yeah it's an adjective yeah so yeah mm-hmm. but like the yeah the interesting question is what is his motivation for doing that which we haven't seen yet which is that yeah we haven't seen we haven't read yet but it's mm-hmm. that uh it's the guilt as a driver yeah yeah i think we already talked about it a little bit when um with the stuff with uo that it's because mm-hmm. the curse is broken. He's like, I'm happier than anybody else. Yeah. So happy. Look how happy I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's interesting. I wouldn't say he's my favorite character or anything, but I think he, he serves an interesting role in the story. Mm-hmm. And like looking back on it now, I think these psychological implications are pretty interesting. Like how he relates to Akito and everyone else compared to the rest of the Junishi. Yeah. I think it'll be more interesting when we see him more, too. And, like, it's mm-hmm. going to be cool. I don't know. Like, I think um, there's scenes that I like. There's storylines that I like involving Kareno. Like, I like yeah. the one where Toru sneaks in to, like, bring him the, the Sword of Cinderella recording yeah. and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And I like his role in the in the Rin storyline, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Somebody has to take care of Rin. <laughs> Someone has to find him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. So he mm-hmm. has important things that he does in the story. So, yeah, he, even though he's a doormat, mm-hmm. but he's a doormat for yeah. a reason. We just said. I, I was gonna say yeah. It's like because he he comes off so like, kind of like intentionally bland at the beginning. So yeah. I can understand why that would be kind of you know at least uninteresting to people at first. But I mean, I think he is kind of. Bland. That's definitely that's part of his character. He's just, is like he's just like he's not really allowed to be anything exactly. other than bland. So yeah, he's like he's basically just like shut down. That's the that's that's the behavior of a resigned person not someone who doesn't have yeah. a personality yeah because i mean he even says like duo he's like i don't you know i don't go and do these things much i just i live and i work mm-hmm. so yeah it's called being brainwashed 
Yeah. Yeah. And like we now we see in this chapter, like he doesn't even get to interact with his own, you know, family. Yeah, <laughs> it is really interesting. Like I kind of forgot it. I mean, I know I remember now that we just reread it, but I haven't thought about it in a long time, which is that the way that Carino is Carino's even more isolated than everybody else. Like he's mm-hmm. not even allowed to see the other Junishi. Like Yeah. And as far as they know, he's the same as them. But Yeah. Um I mean Akito of course doesn't want them to find out that he's not cursed anymore, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which is why Akito is like, no, there's no need for you to see him. So trying yeah. to control that. But yeah, as mm-hmm. far as they know, yeah. it's very strange. And Atori and, and Shigeru are like, why don't you just let him like be with the others? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, Akito's like, you can't sit with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like an inappropriate time, but whatever. Sam <laughs> Wednesdays we were pink, but she's like, on every day we were black. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> because the world is black and your lives are black. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> very good anyway yeah i'm i'm intrigued to see i'm intrigued to reread again the things that happen with Carino, see if we can like yeah give him a little more let's like put a put a window on the personality that he's slowly given up over time rather than yeah. never had mm-hmm. in the first place <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i have one more okay i have the just commenting on the fact that both Yuki and Kyo have an I love you realization scene in the speech arc. Yes. <laughs> both triggered by a conversation with Akito. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because they have these, yeah, <laughs> they're foils. Everything they do. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same. They just want to, don't want to admit that they have things in common. Mm-hmm. They're against them, each other, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kyo will be isolated. Yuki has been isolated. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of funny because I know at the, toward the end of the series when um, they have their like, I don't know, come to Jesus moment with each other when like Kyo finally says that. He's like, I was always like, envious been envious of you. Or whatever. And Yuki's like, yeah. I was and envious you, you, of you. Yeah. And like Yuki gets pissed that he said it first. Yeah. <laughs> which is hysterical first of all. Yes. But I was like, oh, you beat him to the love realization at least. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that scene is great. I have. I forgot how great it was until I was kind of like re-preparing for this this podcast and I was like uh, that's amazing mm-hmm. it's like and I got you <laughs> I got you these combs yeah. and Kyo was like I cut off my hair for you or whatever yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway sorry yeah. it's such a good Yuki scene because we see all his like internal stuff to get to that point but we don't see as much of Kyo's so yeah. Kyo like burst out with that Kyo's like are you fucking kidding me yeah basically <laughs> well Kyo is such a like uh, the thing about Kyo is like there's a lot of scenes he, like Kyo I think he understands things at like kind of a deep empathetic, empathetic level that like, mm-hmm. he doesn't even like intellectualize he intellectualizes yeah. everything so Kyo is yeah. like oh yeah mm-hmm. I get it like blah blah all the stuff about my parents and then meanwhile mm-hmm. Yuki's like I have to I have to think through all of my feelings yeah and like think about what it is that I'm feeling and I finally come to this conclusion after I mean oh god was it been like 20 chapters 25 chapters yeah. or something so mm-hmm. it's been a long time and he's really still not even there yet because he still has to mm-hmm. realize that, like, the what it is is that the is not romantic feelings, but more like, uh, you know, just like a yeah. um, affection, I guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he still has time to, has to clarify that. <laughs> Whereas Q is like, yeah. I know that I'm in love with he's you. Like, I, I never... just really don't want to be <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I've never experienced familial love before, so I don't have anything to compare I know. this to. <laughs> Sad. Oh, sad. They're also sad. Yeah. It just gets sadder and sadder. Mm-hmm. I mean, not like I didn't expect that, but yeah. Mumiji's like, oh yeah, Akito hates me too. It's like, oh no. Yeah. 
<laughs> that was all your spoilers in your list? <laughs> yes, that is my bulleted list. That was that was pretty thorough, concise but thorough. I try to think if there's anything else because I didn't. <laughs> I forgot to make notes about spoilers. My only. So you didn't. You don't have a neatly numbered. Well, list. Well, <laughs> I have one bullet that says Hinata, which you talked about. That's Hiro's sister. Yeah. And then one which we already talked about says, it's just Yuki's quote. It says, it's nice people having children because they want to have children, which is what you talked about. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's everything. The rest of it was just like really cute, charming filler, essentially. Mm-hmm. Things that led to other yeah. things, like the yeah. watermelons. Mm-hmm. and the... mm-hmm. like, There's definitely some, you know, like happy times before the Aikido storm hits. <laughs> <laughs> Hurricane Aikido. Yeah. <laughs> Typhoon Aikido, I guess, in this, in this <laughs> case. Yeah. <laughs> What is it? What do they call it before it's a hurricane? Like, tropical storm. Tropical yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's kind of interesting. It's not really a spoiler. So like the time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's something that I wanted mm-hmm. to say. So the thing Toru said, she tells Kyo about the time that they broke the watermelon. Um, and then she has this like, moment where she looks really contemplative i thought that was really interesting i wonder if it has to do with her mixed feelings about her father yeah i don't really know why but it just it's such a long pause yeah and then kyo's like it was fun and she's like yeah it was fun but it's like it doesn't seem to me like she was hesitant because she wanted to say that it was fun it seemed like it was much like she was thinking about something else entirely Mm -hmm. i feel like personally i think it may um Link back to the like little mini anxiety attack she had. Maybe yeah. Like with the memory of her mom. Yeah, it could just be about her mom too. You're right. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I guess like they all, especially Kyo, probably knows how hard it is for her, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And encourages her to talk about her feelings about her mom, right? But yeah. Mm-hmm. At this point, they're still all positive feelings. So you're right. I mean, I think that could be a- another interpretation too, is that she's still thinking about those that mm-hmm. um i guess those feelings yeah. about her mother yeah i think kind of in general just that the whole thing with hero kind of opened the lid <laughs> to uh <laughs> i heard you say uh like you were gonna say it <laughs> it's like yeah say it say it <laughs> uh, to the to the less uh warm and fuzzy uh memories yeah related definitely. to her parents so yeah definitely i think so it's still going on it's still yeah clearly brought back in these chapters and it's kind of suspended and yeah. i think it will be for a long time but in particular at the beach it seems to also kind of stir things up for her these feelings for her mm-hmm. yeah um yeah i didn't want i guess we're out of spoilers to talk about <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> next time we'll be back for more beach more beach just remember to bring your sunblock and also don't go swimming you know if you've eaten the last two hours these are my pro tips don't commit nefarious crimes in international waters yeah don't do that either i think i guess yeah that's it for now <laughs> you can send us notes and stuff send questions for the for the mid-series special we'll see you next time bye-bye bye